And we're back, man. Um, about to recap these uh first round games with my boy Los, man. Los, say what's up to the fans, man. What's up, everybody, man? Good weekend, good weekend. Yeah, man, exciting weekend, man. Um, anything you want to recap? Want to start off the recap with, man? Let me know, man. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta shout out. <laughs> gotta shout out my boy Monty. My boy got me with the apple juice moonshine. So mm-hmm. shout out Monty, my favorite coworker, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna have him tune into the pod. Shout but, out, uh, anyone else you want to shout out, man? You want to shout out anybody before we get started? Man, just shout out my mama, man. That's it. Gotta split the mama. Hey, man, uh, we're starting, we're doing the mom's corner every month, man. So your mom got to pick out her favorite highlight, whatever highlight, whatever athlete. My mom's always gonna pick Stephen Curry. I don't know if you've watched previous pods, but she always picks Stephen Curry, and we call it the mom's corner. And you know we showed a highlight or whatever, but I'm gonna tell you now, my mom is an avid LeBron fan, and she loves the way Chris Paul looks. So <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be one of them two. I'm telling you, every month my mom's gonna pick a Stephen Curry, a Stephen Curry highlight. If it's and even if he's not playing basketball, he'd be taking care of his kids. Something Stephen. Curry. <laughs> but all right, man. Uh, let's get into this recap, man. We're not gonna do picks today. We're gonna wait for. Our- Mr. Lock of the Day, uh, Femi, to come back to do the picks for Thursday. But, um, hey, man, talk to me about the first weekend, man. What you like? First weekend, it was great, man. Um, a couple upsets that were unfortunate. Uh, a couple, a couple really good games. I was really intrigued by the San Diego State game. I feel like the whole world was on Charleston. Um, I was all the way on San Diego State. Got the cover at the very last second. That was good. Uh, the Furman game was absolutely crazy. Uh, I feel bad for Kihei because he had such a great career. And, you know, a lot of people are going to remember him just off of that pass. But it it really is indicative of how he played. Man, it's not. Um, he was really, really good. He's the ACC leader and wins for a reason. Um, and overall, it was just, you know, a good first weekend. I feel like it was a lot of chaos, and that's exactly what March is for. You think uh, Stan Van Gundy actually had money on that game? What I don't know. The, on the Twitter, <laughs> the way he reacted was like, like he lost some money. Like, but I, I will. I want to throw this out there for all my basketball listeners, college and NBA. When Kevin Harlan says that, good, that is like up there with bang. That's that's it's really not, up there. it's it's up there, but it's, it's not, up there. It's not better. It's not it, listen because um I forgot his name. Damn. When um, cuz from CBS, he'd be like, "Get them puppies organized," and then they go into the joint. That joint yeah. is hard. Or when uh, Mark Jackson be like, "Um, Mama, there goes that man." I don't know. It might. It's top five. The good is top five, but it. I don't know if it's the good. It's not. Is, it's, not it's not top three. The good is very underrated. Like, give me top two. Good. Give me bang first, and then give me good. That's what I'm no, sticking with. No, good no, is very no, good. No, yes. Not. Like, no, I'm not trying to hear that. Right I'm now. telling you. I'm telling you. And then Gus Johnson got some. He got oh, some he lines for He nah, got he some one. But he don't, he don't have, like, a line. He just be having. He just, he's just perfect, bro. Yeah. Like, he's just the perfect commentator. Yeah. But um, Shout out, Gus. Obviously, the biggest game was the FDU game. Because it was like, it wasn't like the UMBC-Virginia game where UMBC just dismantled Virginia. Like, there was times where it was like, all right, Purdue's about to pull away. Okay, mm-hmm. Purdue's going to pull away this time. 
and they just kept coming back. But then when Moore hit that three at the top of the key, I was like, damn, this shit is really over. I didn't actually think we were going to see a 16 beat a one. Oh, well, not this soon. I thought it was going to take like another like 15, 20 years, honestly. And it's, it's so crazy because, you know, my fans don't know yet, but Matt Painter is one of my favorite coaches. He's been for a very, very long time, especially an offensive uh, coach. And the way that their offense just looked so terrible that day, you know, credit to FDU and everything that they do, but there's no way that Purdue shouldn't have just, I mean, Zach Eady had 21 and it felt like he had like six, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they should have really just pounded him and pounded him and they just did it, man. Yeah. I heard it. But yeah, they should have, they should have just kept pounding the ball in and they didn't. Braden Smith, he looked absolutely terrible. Um, you know I was big fans of Braden Smith and, and me too. Uh, Foster Lawyer, not Fletcher. Wait, no, no, I was a big fan of Fletcher Lawyer. Foster's the older brother. I like them both. They they both nice to me. But nah, man, they that was just disappointing, man. I know he. And then did you see the uh the clipboard had a big hole in the wall? That was Zach Ed. You think so? But who else's hand is that big? Unless Mason Gillis just went crazy after the game. Because that's the only other person. It's not Ethan Morton's soft ass. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I ain't going to speak too much on Ethan. Yeah, chill on Ethan. No, Ethan's my boy. You know, chill on Ethan. I don't, you know, I don't like Ethan. Chill on Ethan's my boy. Another big game was the uh, Arkansas versus Kansas game. I, I think that was my, like, one of my favorite games to watch this weekend. Besides the Gonzaga and TCU game. Arkansas-Kansas was crazy because Kansas had a big lead. They were up like 12 going into half or like right before the half. And I thought it was just a foregone conclusion. But I guess, I don't know, man. Muscle I, I feel, in. Huh? Muscle in. I feel bad for that that TCU assistant. I mean, not TCU, sorry, the Kansas assistant coach. Because, you know, that's your time to shine. And you see all on Twitter, like, everybody saying if Bill Self is there, they don't they don't lose that game. They don't lose that game. And that's your time to shine. Like, he's been in Kansas for God knows how long. So, he finally got his opportunity, and it just it didn't look good. So they, they had a winning record when he was there. It wasn't like the – I think they lost to Arkansas, obviously, and I think they lost to Texas – one and time they got he was coaching blown Texas? out. They got blown out by Texas. I don't think. I don't think. Um, I don't think this Kansas team was a good matchup for Texas. Like I think just can't, Texas just is mm-hmm. a bad matchup. For them. And but, playing uh, it at Texas is also hard, especially without your head coach. So I give them some slack, but I mean, losing by twenty is just unacceptable. Like no, that was the that was the um. They got they beat them. Did they beat them by twenty both times? Even they beat the them by coach? twenty. Yes. Yeah, Big Twelve, but did they beat him at Texas by twenty two? They beat him at Texas, yes, by twenty, yes. They beat him by twenty at the Big Twelve championship game. I know Bill Self was coaching one of those games. The last game of the the last time they played Texas, they won by twenty. I think Bill Self was on the sideline. Um, because he got sick going into the tournament. I don't believe he was, so, co- he was coaching that game. You sure? Yeah, because he got sick pack, after that joint. Because. Because, uh, you know, our chat, uh, Wook was saying, oh, bet with Bill Self, bet with Bill Self, all during the Big 12 tra- tournament game, and they got blown out by 20. Maybe. I, I've, I don't know. He I've has not remember. been sick that long. The last Is game he? they played Texas, I don't think Bill Self coached. Yeah. I don't think so. That's but, nasty business. Yeah. Either way, Bill Self had to be at one of those games, I believe. But maybe not. I, don't, I actually didn't like this Kansas team. 
I, you know, Dewan Harris, he's cool, but he's not like a he's not a traditional Kansas. When I think of a Kansas guard, I'm thinking of someone that's gonna also get a bucket. He's a great. He's he's the best guard, like defensive guard in the country. I will give him that. But like, you think so? There's who's a better defensive guard than him? I can think like of, point guard. Yeah, I can think of like two or three. Oh, off the top, and a lot of people don't watch as much as we do. But Lamont Butler and y'all will see him uh, on Friday. Lamont Butler baby. do be strapping, but like Lamont Butler straps Jamal. Like- Jamal said, Jamal Jamal said drafts from uh Houston. Obviously, everybody knows Kihei Clark. I mean, everybody on the University of Virginia straps, but Kihei Clark straps, even though they're out of the tournament now. Um, but no, he, he's definitely in that in that upper echelon of defensive guards, and he's also a very, very good help side defender. So I don't I don't know. I think sometimes like analysts give him more praise than what it is. Because sometimes because like it Every time Kansas loses, it's like Jalen Wilson goes off and no one else shows up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be an indictment on Brady Dick and Dewan Harris, but like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he should have took an offensive leap after last year because all the offensive uh, fire went, went away. I feel like throughout the year, Brady just kind of evened out. Like, I feel like he started off as a very upward trajectory and him kind of even and out to even lowering his level of play kind of hurt them in a big, big way. They were really counting on that because they know what they're getting out of Kevin McCullough and DeWan Harris. And obviously, you know, you're not getting the offensive production from KJ Adams. Another thing that really, really hurt them is their bench production this year specifically just wasn't what it usually is in the past. And that really hurt them a lot. I don't know, man. Um, I wonder, did they, did they ever tell us what Bill Self was sick with? Nah, I don't remember exactly if they did. But I also do agree with Twitter, though. If Bill Self is there, I think they win that game, though. Me too. I don't know. It's just something about having Bill Self on that sideline. But credit to, um, you know, Arkansas coming back, winning that game. It was a tough game. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite games. Uh, I think it was probably my favorite game. Obviously, the best finish was the Furman game. I wouldn't say it was the best game because Virginia yeah. was up by like twelve most of that game. Yeah, and then they just late too choked. Essentially, my do you have favorite, a favorite game? My favorite game of the whole entire first weekend had to probably have been that Michigan State game, just because. Marquette. Yeah, the Michigan State Marquette game, just because. One, I picked it, so I was I was you know zoned in on it, and two, like. I literally felt like the game at some points in time, it was like, you didn't know which way it was going. Like Marquette got stagnant on offense, just like I said they would. And they came back just like I said they would. But in the route of them coming back, they exerted so much energy that they didn't have enough to just hold down uh, Tyson Walker and AJ Hogarth and all of this experience and talent that Michigan State had. So, to me, that was the most entertaining game. And then it was a chess match because Shaka made a couple adjustments and the refs were absolutely brutal that game. So, that that was a – it was a fun fun game for me to watch. Um, One of my favorite games was uh, – I definitely liked the TCU-Gonzaga game because, like, I think if Eddie Lampkin's there, TCU definitely wins that game. But 
that was a back and forth game most of the time. There was times where TC would hit a big three just when it looked like Gonzaga would like pull away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one. Of, oh, that's also one of the nastiest backdoor covers I've ever seen. Brutal, brutal. He, just, he rolled the ball. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, just pick up the ball. Like, game's over. He cashed that bitch, Los. And then it's like nobody from Gonzaga even gave a fuck. Like, I get coaches tell you, you know, stay away from the ball, but damn, you don't let nobody just roll it all the way. He rolled it to the volleyball line. I think it was actually a little bit closer than the volleyball line. And nobody stepped up until, and then he didn't even step up. He kind of just like jabbed at him and he drained it too. It was all net. It was 0.7 left. Who cares? The game's over. Like, if I'm a player, I'm, you know how like they be like, don't touch the ball. Like, who cares? Like, you saw them. They were already dapping up, like, oh yeah, good game, good game. They were in the middle of dap ups in the middle of court. He doing his own thing. The betting culture is getting <laughs> too big. I'm telling you, betting culture is getting too big. And then he put his hands up like he was a hero. Like no, he knew what time a, it was. Yeah. You're a you're a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, I told you though on the last pod, like my heart was with TCU. So I'm I'm like 50-50. Like my heart was you with really, y'all. So I don't feel too bad. You really thought TCU was gonna win for a second, but I understand. Good guards. But Drew Timmy is just too much of a monster. Yeah, you you're right, man. They Eddie Lampkin changes that game like a lot. I mean, he's a big enough body to hold them down and they, you take the better guards in March. Friendly reminder for everybody watching. If you're betting on any of these games, take the better guards. Just take the more experienced and better guards. And I promise you the method will work in the long run. All right, man. So we're going to move on to the next topic, man. Um, Wait, hold on. I got to I gotta go back because I'm a Duke fan. And I feel like it would be wrong. All right. So first game. I saw a lot of people had the upset of Oral Roberts. I felt like personally it was a good matchup for us because, no offense to Connor, he spent two years at Arkansas, I believe, and he spent one year at Cal, but like he's never really touched the floor at any of the high major programs. And there's a reason he dominates in the summer league. The summer league is terrible, but Oral Roberts is a great team, one of the best offensive teams in the in the country. I think if they play, I think if they play Virginia, they can beat them. I feel like they just ran to a buzzsaw with us because Lively and Filikowski can guard out in, at the perimeter, which uh, if you watch, you've seen all ACC play. But, yeah, they just ran to a buzzsaw with us. I just feel like – and then Tennessee, we got punked. And I also feel like the refs – like the game – the way the game was refed was for Tennessee. I'm not saying that's not – I'm not saying like that's an excuse on why we lost. Like Tennessee deserved to win that game. Um, I forgot what old boy's name is. He went off for 27. And 13. Crazy. Uh, Santiago went crazy. He had a bounce back game after the Louisiana game. And a team that shoots 32% from three shot 44%. I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes this is not your day. I feel like you hit it on the head, though. I feel like y'all just literally got punked. Like, on the glass, second chance. They were beating y'all to lose balls. I will say... I was thoroughly impressed with Tyrese Proctor. Like, I feel like that might have solidified him going to the draft. Like, he, yeah. he's going to he gonna shock some people because he can really, really hoop. But Flip, you know he, he kind of reminds me of? Who? Like a, like a Tyrese Halliburton light. I like that. That's a good comparison. But Flip just kind of, he got punked, man. Like, I don't know how much he ended up with, but he got punked, especially in, like, the biggest moments. Like, I feel like at every point where y'all had, like, a mini run, 13 just came down and hit a big shot or got a big rebound or just 
did the right play at the right time. He, even after the game, he just was, you know, in the interview, just full of emotions. And he just knew he thoroughly outplayed Flip. So, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we were talking about it in the chat, but I feel like losing Mark Mitchell five minutes before the game, I feel like that changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, people might not – I feel like Mark Mitchell is really underappreciated, but that is a Mark Mitchell type of game. Like, mm-hmm. he, I don't know. Yeah. If he if he checks 13, I feel like he he has a much, much, much worse game. Just physicality, the way Mark Mitchell plays is predicated to stop somebody like that, and he's truthfully the only reason why y'all lost. If he doesn't get off and score like that, I mean, y'all win by 10, 15 easily. Like, so, now you're right, 100%. But um, yeah. I mean, it was good. I mean, it was a good season for uh, what's it called? Um, also, the little guy. Actually, we're gonna get into it because we're gonna talk about it. Next subject: your top five favorite players to watch for the rest of the tournament. Who you talking? Right. So y'all, y'all know Dicky V calls them diaper dandies. Like these are the guys that y'all need to pay attention to. Um, these guys in the biggest moments they shine and. Here are my five, and this is in order. Number your favorite, one, your favorite players. In my favorite players, players, in order. Number one is Nigel Pack from the University of Miami, five nine, five ten guard, makes shots, takes shots. Like just watch the first two games, you'll see why I like him. Even when his best backcourt mate, ACC Player of the Year Isaiah Wong, didn't show up, he still had a, a twenty plus point game and basically willed Miami against a great Drake defensive team. Next is Tyson Walker, point guard from Michigan State. He's been consistent all year. Um, He's going to score. He's going to defend it. He's going to make sure his team doesn't get too rattled, not too high, not too low. Like, in the biggest moments, you want him. Third, the little guy James was just talking about, Marquise Noel, Kansas State guard from New York area. I don't know if y'all heard, but John Calipari in the interview called him the little guy. Um, and I just felt like that was just so disrespectful. Um, he ended up apologizing to him, but still that was just disrespectful. He killed them. He held the game offensively. He had a couple good defensive possessions. Um, and especially just towards the end, he just really controlled the game. He willed them literally to a win. Fourth, Adama Sonogo from UConn, the big. I mean, he had 20-plus both games. He absolutely killed St. Mary's. And he just is a big, big presence. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a real big fan of this UConn team. Like I said in the first pod, they have a chance. I'm telling you, the way their pod and the way their bracket is set up, they got a really good chance. I'm telling you. And last but lot, not least, sorry, Johnnell Davis from FAU, uh, from Gary, Indiana, and he just he gets it done, man. So those are those are my five. How about you? All right, man. I'm gonna give you a real top five. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, I gotta go with Marquise Noel. I mean, a star among stars. I mean, 27 against Kentucky. I mean, he looked like a Harlem Globetrotter out there. I Absolutely. mean, kid from Mr. New York City, man. Heart over hype. You gotta respect him. Number two, my probably my favorite guard in the tournament. My favorite guard all year, Ryan Nimhart. I truly believe Brian Nimhart would be better than Andrew Nimhart. He plays for the Pacers, if y'all don't know. But his older brother is Andrew Nimhart. He played for Gonzaga for, what was it, like two, three years? He used to play at Florida. But mm-hmm. Ryan Nimhart, 30 points against Baylor. 
in a dominating win. I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Um, number three, Brandon Miller. He's a dog. He's he a dog. Like you can't like people are turning on the TV to watch Brandon Miller. I don't care what anybody says. Just the whole story and everything. Unfortunate story, tragedy. Rest in peace to uh the mom. But um, you know, Brandon Miller's a star. I can't. I can't. I can't deny that. Number four, Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy, he he. It's like he knows that not only it's a game, but it's also entertainment for those sitting at home. He's gonna give you all the antics. He's gonna give you the celebrations. He's gonna get buckets. The other day, I saw Drew, Drew Timmy hit a step back, a twin step back three. I didn't even know he had that in his with back. the shot winding down. With the shot clock was running all the way. Oh, in the clutch. In the clutch, like a big shot. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm at four already. God damn. Um, five. I gotta go with uh, the boy out of Princeton too. So I gotta show him some respect, boy. That boy is hooping for real. Honorable mention, Jared Wash. I like how he plays. He plays hard. But uh, I had to give the number five to Tucson. Princeton, he's got him to the Sweet 16. I'm excited to see what he does against Creighton. But let me let me get an honorable mention too then. I'm going to take okay. uh, Jordan Hawkins from uh, UConn. <laughs> yes, he's a he's a Merlin kid. Um, I believe he went to DeMatha. That boy, y'all need to watch him. Man. He's going to be playing in the NBA. That man can go. I believe he's a sophomore, about 6'5". He can really, really, really shoot it. Like he reminds me of like a not maybe this high of a ceiling, but he plays similar to like a Devin Booker type of game. Um, and I, I like him. So remember that name, Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins is definitely he went. I mean, he really closed that game out against um, who did he play? St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yeah. Went crazy to close out that game. But no, I was I was thinking about Jordan Hawkins too, but I just couldn't put him couldn't put him out in my top. Top six, cause like I gotta show respect to Tucson, but mm-hmm. um, I think that's how you say his name. Don't <laughs> that boy. I heard that boy just started playing basketball. But um, now that we did the top five, uh, top five favorite players you like to watch, man. Give me your, give me your the top five coaches left in the tournament. Let's see if we both agree. I think we both agree on number one though. Yeah, number one is easy. If you watched the last last pod, you'll know. Um, January, February, Izzo, April. Tom Izzo, the only remaining coach with a national championship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, number two, Mark Few, uh, you know, highest, yeah, highest winner percentage since he's been coaching, plays in the WCC, but, you know, I mean, he wins 80% of his games. Eight straight. Uh, I think this is the eighth straight Sweet 16. Eighth straight Sweet 16. I mean, he gets it done. He puts pros in the league. He recruits nationally. He recruits uh, like the entire world. I mean, he'll take a player from Australia. He'll take a player from Belgium. Like he recruits internationally. His uh, development three, process. His development process. Sorry to cut you off. But his development process reminds me of like the Spurs. Oh, like, absolutely. The That's the, the the like freshman, just like like Rui Hachimura, that one year just came out of nowhere. And apparently, he was at the program for two years. He turned Zach Collins to. You know, I mean, he's not done anything in the NBA, but he turned him into a first-round draft pick. He was hurt. He was hurt. He a, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. players like that, like, these are first-round draft picks. Exactly. Um, nice. The only real knock on him is that I don't – he doesn't really produce guards in the NBA. Like, most of his guards, they 
go overseas and play well. But Gonzaga doesn't have but maybe one or two guards that have played in a league and done it Ooh, at a high good. level. We have oh. Suggs. You know, I don't like Suggs. Yeah. And then, <laughs> got, I mean. We got Andrew's been playing all right. But if that's your best guard compared to your bigs that you got. Uh, damn, he did have some guys. He had Pangos. He had, um, who's. Yeah, damn, Jeremy Pargo. He had um, Nigel uh, Williams-Goss. He's had. Yeah, see, I mean, he's had guys. Um, He had Josh Perkins, who is. Josh Perkins is probably my favorite. Uh. Uh, Gonzaga player, he got it done. He's had guards, but as far as like in the NBA, they just don't develop like their bigs. Like Rui Hachimura, I mean, he's a really, really set. Demonte Sabonis is a uh, all star, so you know. Um, he knows how to. He knows how to coach some bigs. No, one hundred percent. Now he knows how to coach. Um, my number three is Kelvin Sampson. Uh, Final Four, like you know, I feel like he's one of the coaches that recruits to. His strengths, his teams always, always, always play hard. Like, and he's not getting, you know, the best of the best recruits. He was getting good recruits, but they are another program that people stay and just develop and just get better over time. Um, number four, I have Jim Laranega. Went to a final four with George Mason. Um, he just went to the Elite Eight. Uh, and was it last year? He just went to the Elite Eight. Um, I, they have a really, really good shot of beating Houston though I'm not going to pick that, but that game is going to be really good. Man, them guards play well. They're undersized. He's another one that doesn't really get the top, top guys. He just – he's good in the transfer portal, and Isaiah Wong was just a big get for him, and he was a freshman that just kind of got developed over the years. And then my number five is Mick Cronin from UCLA. I mean, he – talk about Mr. Consistent. He's been to the NCAA 12 straight times. Um, and he just – you know what you're getting out of him. Player's going to play hard, and he's going to be able to coach – and, you know, get the most out of players. Honorable mention, I want to say this. Dusty May has done a really, really good job at FAU. Um, and people need to take note of that. He got there in 2018, and they got 30 wins and probably the best team in Conference USA since God knows when, at least 10 years. So those are my five for the honorable mention. All right, man. So you were right with the top three. You were right with Tom Izzo. Then you were right with Tom Izzo, obviously. Jeremy Perry, Izzo. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, I, I we ain't gotta speak too much on Izzo. Then next, you were right with um who are you right with? Mark Few. You're right with Mark Few, obviously. Not much to say there. Number three, I mean eight sweet eight straight sweet sixteens. No like round of sixty-four, like big blemish loss. That most coaches eventually run into. Mm-hmm. Teams always focus for the tournament. Number three, Houston, obviously. We got Samson. Four. I don't know, man. Four. Four. I don't know. I, listen, I like Mick Cronin at four. Mick Cronin at four is solid. But five. No, you had you had Laranega, huh? Laranega at four, yeah. Nah, you can't make mine. He just. He's listen, 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 listen. listen. All right, go ahead. I understand he's been to a final four with George Mason. He's been at Miami for a while, Los. A mm-hmm. while. Los, give me a good reason why a kid would not want to go to Miami and play for Larry Nerga. Um, well, one, it's Especially very hard. Especially with the NIL, NIL deal. 
it's very hard to recruit bigs there. Like they've had really good guards, even in the league. There are a couple guards that's from that's Miami. Right, right. But why can't why wouldn't a big one go to Miami? Why wouldn't a player like why would you not want to go to Miami? Because the offense is predicated for the guards to get busy. Like if you watch them now, Nochir, um, what's his name, Amir, he literally doesn't get the ball. Like that's not enticing. Where if you go to a school like Gonzaga, they're feeding the post. You go to a school like Carolina, you go to a school like Duke. Those bigs are getting the ball and. You don't want to just be a set, a screen and roll type of big. Like you want to actually be involved in the offense, and you don't. Miami is just not going to do that. He hasn't done that t- never in his whole tennis. So. Hey, that's where the that's if I'm a big today, that's where the NBA is going. When are we posting up? You might as well go to Miami, get you a little pick and pop, get you a little. You know who would be good in Miami? Philip Kowski. Philipowski would have been good at Miami. I mean, they've never even had a pick and pop big. I'm trying to think, like maybe that white boy didn't. What's his name? I don't want to. I don't want to think too hard. I don't even know what. I mean, I feel like it was a couple it, of years ago. You talking about Matt Cross? That's at UMass. I mean, maybe, but even maybe he was only there. He was there for a little bit, and he had no shot at the NBA. Like then he transferred to Louisville. Then he now he's at UMass. So, I mean, you know, that's him. Yeah. No, that's him. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not, because the, the system's there for him to be open. And I feel like he had a good year at, at, at Miami. He would have stayed at Miami. He would have been solid. All right, but number four, I'll give it to Mick Cronin only because he was just in a Final Four. And Mick Cronin, you know, I like consistency. Mick Cronin back in the Sweet 16 again. Mick number Cronin. five, if we're talking about tournament-style coaches, I almost want to put this guy at number four, but I'm going to put him at five. Eric Musselman knows how to coach in a tournament style. Stop playing with the boy, boy. How, back to back elite eights. He's I almost, you know, I'm not going to say it because I don't think they can beat him. But if he beats UConn, this will be his third straight elite eight. Elite eights ain't easy to get to. You see your boy Calipari. He can't even, he can't even snip a, he can't even, he can barely snip a sweet 16 nowadays. Calipari is not my boy. One, let's stop there. I, I absolutely I hate John Calipari. And it's crazy because when I was growing up, I was a big Calipari fan when I was younger. I didn't really know too much, but he was getting all the best players, and I was just a big, big fan. He cannot coach, y'all, like literally. But back to Mick Cronin. There's no evidence that supports Eric Musselman being better than McCrone. Now, Jim Laranega, it has been a while. He did just go to the Elite Eight, but it has been a while since he's been to a Final Four. So maybe that, but McCrone has been to 12 straight to the tournaments, and he just went to the Final Four. So there's no Wilson, evidence Wilson, that supports Wilson, 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 Wilson. Wilson. Eric Musselman, I would say, is running into better teams than McCrone is on his road to the Final Four. You got to win. That's personal. personal. You got to win. He ran into who was beating that Baylor team in 2021? You, he's just not picking. Who just he answer plays. the question. A- answer the question. Yeah, like he's picking who he plays. You have to play. What happens when you get to the tournament? You know that's what. You and the thing is, the thing is, you're saying what happens when he gets to the tournament. But had he done better in the regular season, he'd have a better seed. That doesn't mean anything. That means that means a lot because if you listen, get to no, see no, the no, UCLA no, had, no, 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 you get to see the UCLA has. Because Kansas should have been. If we're talking about just resumes and everything, Kansas should have been the number one overall seed. I mean, that 15, that's not 15 quad one wins is crazy. 
I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think they are, but that's also subjective and that's up for debate. But specific to Musselman, if he does better in the regular season, he gets a better seed. Therefore, they reward people. It that doesn't, do it doesn't matter consistent. where you put Musselman, though. He could be, it, he could be, a, he could be a 12 seed. He's getting to, he's gonna, and he's just he's gonna, gonna fold he's up. Gonna, he's gonna sniff an elite eight. He's not, no, he's, he's not he's Nigel Pack. Better, he's running into them guys. He ran into Pablo in the last year. He ran into Baylor. I mean, no one was beating that Baylor team. You saw, you saw what they did in the championship game. We don't care. We're not ready. I mean, we are ready. All right, man. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that Eric Musselman's really one of them guys. Gotta take these headphones off because they died. <laughs> um, so who's number five for you? What'd you say? Oh, you said McCronin at five. Okay, McCronin at five. I'll put me. No, I'll put Eric Musselman at five. McCronin can be above him, but I'm not having Jim Larinaga. Jim Larinaga can be an honorable mention. But he's not. He's not. Listen, he's not top five. Right <laughs> You're now. crazy. I love. I love Jim Larinaga. Maybe it's it's the Duke talking to me. Maybe I just you know nigga in my conference. I can't have Jim Larinaga in my top five. I wonder what his record is against Duke over the last five years. Oh no, he he dominates us. I can't even lie. That's one coach that dominates us. So what are you saying? That's that's regular season, baby. That's not no he problem. dominates us too. That nigga is nice. But we're talking about the tournament. Who does Eric get, Musselman dominate? You got to get to the tournament, too. Let's not forget that. You got to get there, too. Sometimes you don't it? even get to the tournament. When? Miami is in the, they've been in the tournament for like the last, probably four last five. But but there was a year, there was a couple of years where he was like, I don't know if Miami's in. I will say this. Eric Musselman did a great job uh, with those Nevada teams. Even though they, I want to say, what didn't I'm get saying, out of the round of 32. But... Every stint that Mick Cronin and Jim Larnaga have been at, they have really produced better See, than us. Cincinnati, bro. Cincinnati that's was not, nice. That's not Nevada. That's not Nevada. That's not that's not the trenches, boy. Cincinnati is better than Nevada. Exactly. We oh, know right. that. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. If if you switch the roles, who knows where Mick Cronin? You you and these what ifs. You better stop with that. I'm just saying, bro. You you stop playing with my boy Eric Musselman. You see what type of wife he got. I'm dropping right here. Yes, sir. He got he got him a black queen. You know what? Does, I Cronin, does, does Mick Cronin have a black queen? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 think I don't know. He don't even look like it. I don't know. I don't know. But you can have that one. I, I salute. I salute him on that one. Yes, sir. I but um, him. yeah, that's about it. Um. Unless you want to get, unless you want to talk about the biggest disappointments from the first weekend. Yeah, man, I feel like we should just at least, you know, mention it. I feel like the three biggest um, disappointments are Arizona, Purdue. And this last one is not really a disappointment because I picked it, but I feel like this could have put them back in that elite level of coaching. But Marquette and Shaka Smart, that's a very winnable game. And I feel like you need to, like, he has not been out the first round. I mean, the first round, yeah, in God knows how long. He won this year, and then, I mean, he just, oh, my God, like, with arguably a better roster than Michigan State. Like, he just thoroughly got out coached. Like, so those are my three. That's just what I'm All going right. So I agree. Purdue, obviously, of our boy Matt Painter. You know, we're big Matt Painter fans. Love Matt Painter. Got him. You've got to make it out the first round, Matt. Got to. Got to. Got to. 
you got to at least make this. To me, Matt has to make the Sweet 16. It has to. I feel like it's been a while. It's been since our boy Carson. That was three years ago. Almost four. One of the greatest performances ever. That was the best year of college basketball. They beat ever. ODU. They beat ODU that year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, too was what did we say? Arizona. This this disgusting. Gotta win that game. Nasty word. Number three. I hear you with the Marquette, but I feel like I feel like Shaka has really brought Marquette back to life. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. It's not a bad. Like to me, that's not a bad loss. You lost to Izzo. Obviously, Izzo. I'll give you that. He's just a master at tournament games. Even it doesn't matter what seed they are. When if you're facing Michigan State, like even last year with Duke, we were what a two two seed. We ran into Izzo and we we almost lost that game. But um, it's got to be UVA, bro. I'm sorry. And you say Tony that. Tony Bennett, bro. You have like, let's call it what it was. It's a miracle run, what they went on. The Kihei Clark pass to Mama Diakite to tie the game and then win the game against Purdue. Purdue should have won that game. Then you have the you had the foul against Auburn that sends you to the to the to the uh, what's it called? And then Great you have game. a lapse of just of of judgment by Texas Tech. Granted, it was the no middle defense. I feel like that was that's what screwed him. You're up. You're up three. Ty Jerome is going in for a layup under 30 seconds. Why are you leaving the strong corner off of DeAndre Hunter and give up a wide open three to tie the game? Side note, let me just say that the year he's talking about uh, is the best year, in my opinion, in college right. basketball in about 10 years. Like that whole year was just complete, full of You're dogs Zion. at every position. We, got, we had Zion, Tyler Hero. We had some stars that year. I mean, Cassius Winston, you had John Morant. I mean, you had really good players. You had that Buffalo team who was my second favorite, or maybe favorite mid-major team ever. That Auburn team he just talked about, that Jerry Harper. They were really, really, that whole year was, was just phenomenal. Cody White, ODU, we were really, really good. Like, Ahmad Caver. Um, Ooh, we had some great. we had some we had some teams that year. Yes, that whole year was good. That was high level basketball. High, high level. I feel like it's gonna get back there soon. I hope so with the NIL. The, I feel like we're just in a transition with the NIL right now. But like once they figure out the NIL, because people are staying longer, I feel like we're gonna get really good basketball. Hopefully. I feel like everything's evening out too. I hope so. But um, yeah, we only got like 30 seconds left. Any last things you need to say before we get off? Um, now nah, I just want to say that I got every single pick right last week, except for the spread of the Gonzaga game. And it really killed my soul how they lost, but y'all tune in, man. We got another video coming up and I'm going to give y'all another clean sweep. Hey man. Yeah, man. Like, comment, subscribe, man. Uh, we'll be back. This will come out today. Today is Wednesday. We'll be back with our picks on Thursday. We'll have a reel out. I'll have the reel out before the game start this time. I, I promise y'all I'll have the reel out before the game start. I'll have the reel out before the game start. Make sure y'all follow the picks. Maybe not Femi's picks. Yeah. But me and Los's picks. <laughs> I'm too Listen, y'all. Los's, what do you want to know on the lock of the day? Yeah. At least the lock of the day. You got to lock it on the lock of the day. And this, if y'all go back to the last pod, I was talking about the Creighton game, and I said, I almost want to put this as my lock of the day. So if I almost put something as lock of the day, 
You need to really look at it. But yeah, make sure y'all lock into the lock of the day. Um, yeah, man, and we out, man. Let's do it.